0: But this show will continue to help you understand the things that affect your health, while looking for unexpected discoveries along the way. It will also explore thought-provoking ideas and questions, like this one. Today, we're diving in to learn more about inflammatory bowel disease, a condition that affects about 3 million U.S. adults. Our guest, who was diagnosed with a condition in his early teens, describes what it's like to manage this lifelong condition— And what helps him stay in control? IBD is an umbrella term for two diseases that affect your digestive system. Crohn's disease, which causes inflammation, and ulcerative colitis, which causes ulcers or sores. We wanted to talk to someone who knows firsthand what it's like to live with one of these conditions. So we asked an expert, Joe Kabuchi, who's lived with Crohn's disease for a few decades by this point. Joe, welcome to Health Now.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: First, let's talk about Crohn's disease. And the short definition I just gave really doesn't capture what this disease is actually like. So how would you describe it?
1: Well, I would describe it as a disease that a lot of people feel like they don't want to discuss. They feel like it's something they can't be open about. And so one of the reasons why I appreciate you asking me to be on today is to enlighten the public on Crohn's disease. Uh, Crohn's disease for me, it has been challenging and it can be challenging for all of our patients out there. But the one thing that I would like a general fact about Crohn's disease is that it can affect anywhere from your mouth all the way down to your anus. And it can be debilitating at times. It can be uh, stressful at times and you can feel isolated. Here is a quick word from our sponsor.
2: We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows. Enjoy the show.
1: At times, but it can be ebb and flow. And for myself, it has been an ebb and flow for many, many years. It's one that uh, you can live with.
0: Crohn's isn't a condition you can just take a pill and forget, is it? You have to be vigilant on several fronts, from what you eat to keeping track of the bathrooms when you go out in public, bringing a change of clothes with you. Can you tell us how it affects your life on a daily basis?
1: Those are really good points. One thing I would say about having Crohn's disease is that you are very aware of your body. And you're always constantly thinking about, like you mentioned, where are the restrooms? Should I have an extra pair of clothes? Should I go to an event? Should I allow myself to have a good time? And that's in the back of the mind, often of us patients. But a daily day for me is having those thoughts, but also being, okay, I can do this. I can live a life. I'm not alone. There's other folks that are like myself and preparing is what is one of the things that I've done. And I know a lot of other inflammatory bowel disease patients do with themselves.
0: And just so we're clear, tell us what some of the symptoms are or some common symptoms uh, that people with Crohn's disease will experience.
1: You know, everyone is a little different with this disease since it it all affects us all in so many different ways. But for myself, I would say that frequency is a challenge for me, is just having to use the restroom many, many times a day and always being aware of that. And then also thinking about should I be eating something? Because if I'm going somewhere, am I gonna be able to find a restroom? Another thing is urgency is having to go to the bathroom a lot and having it come on quickly and the anxiety along with that and making sure that I know where a restroom is at a party, at a restaurant, on a vacation, uh, constantly thinking of, 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 having to use the restroom and the worries that way. And sometimes you can deal with fatigue. you could be exhausted. If you just think if you're going 10, 12, 15 times a day, the restroom and it can be exhausting and you know the stress of all that, um, so it can be painful. It can be debilitating. And then there's days where you know you can feel great and you could be optimistic, and all the challenges you may have the day before may not be happening to you that day. So again, it's individual. But those are the things that have I've dealt with more like over the many years.
0: Right, and Crohn's disease is one of the. One of these conditions that you have periods of flares where your symptoms are a lot worse and then kind of goes into remission a little bit and you have better days like you're referring to
1: definitely there are times where you feel a hundred percent and then there's times that you, you obviously don't having a chronic illness that's lifelong. Uh, you just have to deal with the ebb and flow. So uh, stress plays an enormous part for me. So when things are heightened stress, this last year dealing with the pandemic, you know, all of us have had a, a new world and folks that have uh, inflammatory bowel disease like myself adds another layer of uh, concern and stress. So You know, stress plays a part. Eating for me, some foods may be an issue. Sometimes they're not an issue. So it's a daily challenge. And it's one that you are is always in the back of your mind.
0: You were quite young when you noticed that something was going on with your health. How old
1: were you? And and what
0: were the signs that you started noticing?
1: You are correct. I was young. You know, I was uh, very young, fun, uh, you know, always interested in sports. I was a, a young kid and just lived in a neighborhood that um, my family home was next to the swim and tennis club. The pool was there. You know, all my friends, in the neighborhood were there. Lots and lots of great memories of, as a child. But one of the things that really was challenging is all of a sudden just having accidents, using, you know, not realizing how to go to the bathroom and then basically soiling myself. And that started around 11 and kind of went away a little bit and then really came back in a vengeance when I was turned 13. And it lasted for quite a few years where I was homeschooled and just was dealt a bad hand, as they say at that time. That must
0: have been so difficult at that age to discover you have this health condition that you'll have to manage for the rest of your life. What was that like and how did it affect you know, the normal things that you're supposed to do as a kid, like, you know, doing, playing with your friends or going to school or things like that?
1: I think what it really did for me was just add a layer of anxiety about always feeling stressed out, especially, you know, having to run to the restroom or have to go to the bathroom or not let anybody know I have to go to the bathroom or if I had a soiled experience mm-hmm. when my shorts or pants are, or school event. So it was challenging. And so very limiting, to be honest, of what I was willing to do and what I wasn't willing to do. Um, fortunately, I grew up with uh, great parents and a big family. And uh, my eldest brother has ulcerative colitis. So he is eight years older than me. And when I was first having my issues, he was in college and he was having his challenges as well. so we kind of commiserated about it but we didn't really talk about it that much because when at that time my physicians weren't as aware of Crohn's and colitis as they are now.
0: I imagine when you're a, like a 11, 12, 13 year old boy dealing with a condition like this is, is probably really difficult um, when it comes to you know your social life and explaining it to your friends and, and other family members too.
1: Exactly. You know, I never explained it to my friends. I was just very secretive and didn't discuss it. It was just one of those things where they knew I didn't feel well, I wasn't around. But you know, when you're a kid, you kind of just do your own thing and you have fun. And, um, and sometimes you don't realize that some folks are around or not around. So uh, it was isolating. I'm not going to lie. Luckily, I had good family and good parents and, you know, had the ability to have conversations with teachers and let them know there's some challenges going on and that if I needed to exit the classroom and run to the restroom, it was okay. So, you know, thinking about planning like my parents did and and helping me think, and I know really made things a little better, but as time goes by, it is things go quickly. And uh, in my middle teens and later years in high school, things were actually better. So things kind of got better. And then it kind of revisited my world again, in my later teens and early 20s. So it's, it's been a journey.
0: How long did it take for you to get a proper diagnosis?
1: You know, fortunately enough, for me, um, having my older brother having issues, we had a physician that uh, was recommended, and um, we saw him. But uh, at first, they thought that I was having kind of psychological problems to be complete transparent, because I was so concerned about not leaving the house or not going places because I was so anxious about not finding a restroom. And my mother and father were like, no, something else is wrong here. And so then they really were, you know, by my side. So it, it took a while to be honest with you to find the right physician and one to listen. And I think that's what's so great about now for the newly diagnosed patients is that there's a larger voice for the Community that there are physicians again coast to coast in your that you that are willing to have the conversation or send you to a specific specialist that handles your disease. So it is it's a better time to say to have the disease versus years ago,
0: and probably better opportunities to connect with other people who have the condition as well and hear you know their advice just from living
1: with the disease. Exactly, as um, someone who is, I hate to say, but in my middle fifties in a good way, uh, very fortunate. <laughs> but um, I would say that uh, being a volunteer for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation for many years and actually being a staff person for the foundation mm-hmm. and learning all the many things um, to get involved with and the support groups and we the Camp Oasis, which is a camp for young adults and children who have Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis to be able to go there for a week-long summer camp and just be yourself and talk uh, about anything and being open is really one of the things that I think will help all the folks that are living with the disease now and getting diagnosed now.
0: So based on your experience, what advice would you give to someone who's just been diagnosed with Crohn's disease?
1: Well, I would say and hopefully you, they hear my voice or someone like me around in the world, is that you're not alone. It may be disease that you're frightened of, that you are concerned about, that you are, you know, where your life's going to take you. You can do anything in your life. You will be able to experience all the joys and all the yearnings that you want to do. So, you know, you will be concerned about being diagnosed with a lifelong disease. But guess what? It's not the worst thing in the world because there are people to help you. There are wonderful physicians, clinicians, researchers. So what I would suggest is to build a solid relationship with your caregiver, of course, be open and honest, find a physician, make sure that physician's listening, explain your issues, your concerns, have questions that you want answered and and be a part of it of your disease. And, you know, that's what I would suggest to start with that is to make sure that you have the right physician.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the treatment options for this condition. Have you been lucky with medications? Or has there been a lot of trial and error in finding something that works?
1: Yeah, I would say again, one thing about these diseases is everybody's different. And every medication works differently for for everyone. For me personally, I definitely have had taken just about every medication there could be uh, on the market since considering that I've had the disease for 40 plus years. And there are phenomenal medications out there. And every day there's a new one coming along that's really specialized in helping the patient community. So for me, I definitely have had a variety of medications, but getting kind of back with that, building that relationship with your physician and your clinician and, and talking to your Caregivers is making sure you find the right medication for you.
0: And what are some of the things that you're you're balancing when you're figuring out if a medication is right for you or not?
1: Well, there's there's all different types of medications, and it depends on the disease state and which one is best for that specific time throughout your disease. So again, it's really one where having that open dialogue and be willing to have the conversation and not overlooking the disease when you feel great and not just only focusing on when you feel bad is that you need to, with having a chronic illness, it's one where you have to pay attention to your body and listen to your body and listen to your physicians to make sure that you're on track with the medication you are going to be taking.
0: Where would you say you are now in terms of having your Crohn's under control?
1: You know, I, every day, I was one day for the next, some days I feel like I'm like, the top of the world. And some days I'm like, oh goodness, I fear something's coming along. So currently I'm feeling great. Um, you well, know, I've really awesome. trying to. Yes, yes, thank you for asking and saying that. Is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find a balance for me. And one of the things is uh, a combination of rest and drinking proper fluids and getting exercise and having time with friends and family and uh, putting myself in the mix. So I would say for our our patient community that's out there is, you know, make time for yourself. And, you know, when you don't feel well, find time to relax, try to eat well, try to, you know, make sure you take intake enough water, you know, all those things can play a part into your disease state. And, you know, sometimes it's worse than others. It is what it is. Sometimes it is going to be worse and sometimes it's going to be better. And right now I'm feeling great.
0: Well, that's really good. I'm so glad to hear that. And you mentioned quite a few things there that can really play a role in how how your disease is going currently. You mentioned food. You mentioned exercise, staying hydrated, keeping stress to a minimum. I'm sure there are many other things that um, you've probably discovered over your, your years that make a difference in how you feel. Is there one that you find is um, consistently something that will always uh, either help you get through a flare or um you know something that if that's really kind of surprised you and how it's tied to your condition here is a quick word from our sponsor
2: we take this few seconds off to inform you our valued loyal listener about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the nespod studios join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. I believe for myself is when there's so much added stress that um, I neglect a lot of other things that are going on, maybe not eating well or not sleeping well or not exercising or not just taking some downtime. So trying to find some quiet peace, whatever that may mean for somebody. Somebody could like loud music and that makes them relax. Um, Sometimes it may taking a walk, some you know, watching Netflix, whatever it works. But for me, it's um, just really trying to find some quiet time, enjoying some rest, and that that helps. Now, does it help when I'm in a, ultimately in a flare that's needing additional medication? It can play a part into it. Sometimes our bodies are what they are, but for me, it's managing my stress is really one that if I don't do that well, it kind of, everything else kind of crumbles.
0: Right. You definitely notice when <laughs> you haven't been keeping your stress under control. I understand that one thing that helps you keep your Crohn's under control is running and that you've taken part in 54 marathons over the years, which is amazing. Uh, what does running do for you in terms of helping you feel well?
1: Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I can just be out. You get a pair of running shoes from wherever you live, whatever. You know you like to buy your running shoes from and you can just go at any speed um or walk whatever works for you run or walk and it's you can be out in the elements and enjoy all of that and for me it's freeing it, it helps me uh you know it calms me it helps relieve stress it's just something that i really enjoy and um, I have done a lot of running <laughs> over the years, lots and yeah. lots. I was fortunate enough a few in 2019 to run this New York marathon, which was a dream of mine. Oh, that's amazing. And it was, it was uh, just something I will always cherish and having um, a chronic disease and one that get concerns about having to use the restroom and to be able to run uh, an, and also walk part of it, I'm not gonna lie, um,
0: well. <laughs> um,
1: is just like an accomplishment for me. It's just something I really, I love. Uh, you know, I, some people like to hear the other runners talking alongside them. I like to play my music and just, you know, look in front of me and just see what I can do and how I can accomplish, it, accomplish that goal. So yes, it's been phenomenal.
0: That's really incredible. Uh, when you tell other people living with, with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis that you have run 54 marathons. What is their response? I would think that people would be, you know, inspired perhaps or a little surprised, or I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what um, other people who have your condition, how they respond to that.
1: Yes, I would say they, uh, people are definitely surprised. I will correct that it is, um, I've only done seven marathons, most of them half marathons. So they're still combined together. That makes it a lot. Yeah, um, that's a lot. Uh, It's still a lot all the way around. Um, Even one marathon is a lot, let's be honest. (laughs) Exactly. I was fortunate enough a a little over a decade ago to find um, the Crohn's and Cladis Foundation, and they have a training program called Team Challenge. And Team Challenge is a walk, walking, running, 5K, 10K, half marathon program. And myself being a a runner and being a patient and found the foundation, I... uh, Jumped into this program thinking, oh, gosh, what am I going to do? And then I met a family, a family of folks that looked like me, that talked like me, that had all the same problems that I had. But guess what? We all like to run and we like to be out together. And it broke that kind of barrier down for me that I could be just like everybody else. And from there, it just kind of went a little crazy. And that's where all these races kind of, you know, the numbers went up year by year and And fortunate enough that I've been able to cross that finish line and not only by myself with a mother, I inflammatory bowel disease patients as well.
0: That's really wonderful. Um, I do want to talk about your job a little bit because I think it's rare to find someone who's made their condition into, you know, their own calling, you know, in a a professional capacity, your job. Mm as you've mentioned with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation centers around this fitness fundraiser. So how did you, how did you sort of get to that path in terms of making this your career?
1: You know, I I, I fell in love with the foundation. It was a support group for me, something that I didn't ever have throughout my years and found a, um, a family that I could be open with. And then over a little, over seven plus years ago, um, a job came up in the Georgia chapter of the foundation that came up and it was managing the team challenge, Georgia team. And I was like, Oh gosh, I think I need to apply for that. And I did. And uh, it was truly one of the best things ever done. And uh, you know, met so many people from all different walks of life and connected with them. And uh, again, became a family and helped raise, you know, significant amount of money for the foundation to help us, fund research, to have support programs, to, uh, you know, bring a community together. So I found this job and I just, it kind of fell into my hands and then I just kind of ran with it and I've moved up in a variety of roles over the years and worked with many different Clients from a variety of different companies as well, and um, you know, it's been it's been a journey. And uh, I currently work uh, for our business development department and work with small business partners and uh, different companies that want to work with the foundation as well on fitness programs, on programs that the foundation has. So, a decision I made years ago by going to a team challenge information meeting to hear about running and the disease changed into a lifetime and a way to have my calling come to me and to help other people like myself. So it's a joy.
0: That is definitely a calling for sure. You know that (laughs) it was was definitely your destiny to find that job. Um, Exactly. And if people are interested in joining or getting involved or finding out more, uh, is there a place they can look online for that information?
1: You know, definitely. I think when you have an opportunity, uh, all the folks out there is to go to Crohn's Colitis.org. Um, there's a phenomenal website on a variety of different topics. If you want to uh, you know, read more about being newly diagnosed, then there's a section for patients and caregivers. One part of the website I think is important and valuable for our newly diagnosed patients is to go to the IBD Help Center. There's a section of the website where you can connect with resources. You can also call and have a live chat with a specialist and they have can answer a lot of questions for you. So I would highly suggest to check out Foundation.org um, and look for IBD Help Center. That would be one of the places I would start with. If you want to get involved in your local community and, you know, do a run or be part of one of our local Take Steps walks. If you want to join our indoor cycle event called Spin for Crohn's and Cladis Cures, there's a way to get involved there. Um, if you're not into those kind of fitness activities and you just want to hear and read more about the foundation, all the phenomenal things that it's doing, check out the website. There's lots to peruse through and we are here, just like myself, uh, we're all here to make your lives better. It's our mission. We want to find a cure for Crohn's and ulcerative colitis and It is, uh, you know, in reach at some point we are, we're going to get there. And I appreciate the opportunity to share my story with you and also give the opportunity for folks that are out there to look up the website, find what works for them, get connected with their local physicians, make sure you're on track with your, what works best for you in in your life. Remember, you can do everything. Don't let a chronic disease like this stop you. Uh, You will have ups and downs. But there are good days ahead and some hard days ahead. But you have somebody here to have your back.
0: For anybody who's listening who, who doesn't have uh, one of these conditions, but maybe they know someone who does, are there any um, ways that you would encourage those people to really serve as a, an effective support system for their family member, friend, loved one? What are some of the ways that they can really make a difference for someone who's living with this condition?
1: Well, the caregiver community is so important and valuable to a person with a chronic disease. So listening is that, that right there is a great word listening, listening to the person that's having the challenges um, you know, be their, their rock. Um, it's not hard to always have someone who doesn't feel well in your life, but having somebody that has the patient's back is very helpful. Um, also being a caregiver, you as need help yourself. So finding their support groups um, that are not only for patients, but they're for caregivers. There's online resources. There's uh, many opportunities to make sure that the caregiver is taken care of too, and which is valuable and important because they play integral part in the person with a chronic disease. So getting involved with the community, with the foundation, with your loved one, and also sometimes just being, getting back to that we said a moment ago, is that having that listening side to them is very helpful.
0: That's great information. Um, Joe kabuchi thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you uh, telling us about your experience.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. And remember, brighter days are ahead. You're not alone. We're here to help. Absolutely. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in.